Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When shorts were short only concerns itself with what was actually a very narrow window in football history when teams wore, well, short shorts. The podcast will only cover football from 1954, when Umbro made their first England kit with shorter shorts, a design that was widespread within English football by the mid-50s, to 1992, when short shorts were all but finished as Umbro's baggy shorts for Tottenham's new kit, ahead of the 91 FA Cup final, quickly caught on. I'm Daniel Ruiz-Tyson. This is when shorts were short. If the shorts weren't short, we don't talk about it. Something different with this episode. It's going to be a new regular feature which Patreon season ticket holders will have exclusive early access to and most of these episodes will remain exclusive to Patreon and that is Classic Kits 1954-92 to where guests are invited on to discuss their favourite strips from that era when the shorts were short. And my first Classic Kits guest is Adam Riches, author of Football's Comic Book Heroes, a comprehensive look at UK football comic strips from their beginning in the early 20th century and taken in the 54 to 92 period that we cover. And Adam has chosen several strips, plus his favourite ever football comic strip kit. No easy thing when you take into account that many of these strips were produced in black and white. Here's Adam Riches. We're going to take a, a short look at your favourite real-life football kits and also uh, perhaps your favourite comic strip kit. Now, before coming on the show, I asked you to let me know a couple of things that I could research my end and have ready for the interview. And I wanted to know what your, your favourite real-life kit from the short shorts 1952-92 era was and what your favourite football comic strip kit was. Let's start with your favourite real-life kits you you selected a, a couple. Tell listeners what they were. Yeah, I um, I uh, grew up in the, the West Country, and uh, my uh, father took me and my brothers to watch um, Plymouth Argyle uh, in the early seventies. So uh, you kind of get obsessed with these things, don't you? Well, I certainly did. So I was all things Argyle when I was a kid. Probably still am. Truth be told. Can I just say here, I have a a friend who's in his early 80s who's from Plymouth, but he's lived in London for about 60 years, but he still has that West Country accent. You don't have it. Did you ever no, have it? No, I didn't. I mean, I, when I say I grew up in the West Country, we lived there for about eight years between right. the ages. I was about seven and 15. So I was actually I was actually born in Essex, and then we moved to Surrey when I was uh, in my teens. So. While I was only in the West Country for a relatively short period, it was a formative one. Uh, we used to go to uh, to Home Park 
uh, for most home games. You know, it was the first, it possibly wasn't the first professional game, but it was the first professional game that I really remember. And lucky enough to see a good Argyle side in the, in the, um, especially in the, in, in the, uh, 74, 75 season with the late great Paul Mariner spearhead in the attack. One thing that fascinated me was, um, the fact that Argyle's kits have always been predominantly green. Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty unusual. Although the first uh, the first kit that you've selected, sixty eight seventy one, was quite a radical redesign. Putting on my anal football kit knowledge hat uh, to to look into this, Plymouth had, yeah. had worn white with a green horizontal bar That's across right. the middle of the shirt yeah. for for five years from sixty two to sixty seven before returning to that mainly distinctive all green design. Non Plymouth yeah. fans uh, such as myself yeah. associate the club with. Funnily enough, um, the, the, that strip is one of the strips they use now, the white with the band. Um, I never saw them playing that strip. At least I don't think I did. But from pictures and uh, old programs, I just thought that was a really cool strip. We, we've had lots of different uh, variations on, on the green theme. One I really liked a lot was uh, green and black stripes. Right. Also from the mid-70s. I like I like the simplicity of the kits in the seventies. Um, you watch old um, reruns of uh, the Big Match or whatever. The kits are just so good. They are just so just simple. You know, they no sponsorship badges, no frills. Not till the eighties, anyway, I guess, when there were some abominations. Uh, even Argyle had some terrible kits in the eighties and nineties. I say even Argyle, I think every team does. But the reason Um, we remember these kits is because they wore them often for years, so they do retain that classic status. It's it's impossible even for a great kit nowadays, isn't it, to have classic status when it's only worn 20 or 30 times? Well, absolutely. And they don't even play... I don't understand... And this is me being uh, showing my age here. You've got a first strip, uh, a main strip. Why don't you play in that home and away? I mean, I get that. I get the, the commercial side of it and the, and the selling shirts and so on. But I mean, Arsenal's uh, an iconic kit for me as well, and they've stayed. I think they've stayed fairly true to that kit. We saw Arsenal play, unless they were playing uh, a team we played in red. They wore that, that lovely red with the white sleeve shirts and if they were playing a team who played in red they always wore the yellow and blue away kit yeah it was just simpler times i guess <laughs> your um your first kit that you selected the 6871 plymouth home strip is actually um it's a, it's a rehash isn't it of the 6267 kit it, it's, it's the one i i, I just mentioned the the yeah. white with the green horizontal yeah. band again a very striking kit but green uh, vastly diminished as yeah. as the main colour, yeah. So that that's your first. That, is that the first Plymouth team that you remember? The first Plymouth team I remember. I think the first game I saw was in nineteen seventy or possibly seventy one, and the the kit had gone, if memory serves, to a more tradition kind of old a Hibernian style kit. Yeah, yeah. I've got it in front uh, of me. That's very distinctive, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, which I liked as well. 
your 6871 kit that coincides with a club finding themselves back in the old third division where they'll be until 1975 the, the other strip you've mentioned is um it's the green and black striped one isn't it the the Paul Mariner kit he he scored yeah. uh, 61 goals and 155 appearances for for Plymouth one of my favorite childhood players so it's strange sometimes when clubs, I suppose a modern day version is Brighton, who will sometimes have stripes and then sometimes like last season, they'll revive their their, their colours from the early to mid 80s, which were just uh, blue shirt, blue shorts or white shorts, but just completely straying away yeah. from stripes. And, and there are some very different Plymouth designs here, what I'm looking at on Kit Classics. I mean, all manner of designs with a lot of green, but yeah. there's no consistency yeah. really for, from the last 20, 25 years. No, it's, um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's changed well every season. Um, I think every, every team changes every season now, like you were saying, uh, including some horrendous kits in the, in the 80s and 90s. Uh, you probably see them if you've got, got the pictorial history of our gold kits in, in front of you. There is debate amongst our golf fans every season when the new kit comes out, and I'm sure it's the same the world over. It's a, it's the wrong shade of green. It's too much white. They don't like the piping. They don't like the collars. The, the real old traditional Argyle fans, you know, they don't like the white the white kit with the with the band, with the green band. You know, it's got to be green. you for downloading when shorts were short you might be interested in supporting the show's patreon page supporters will get each new episode a fortnight early as well as bonus episodes exclusive to patrons show your support for the podcast at patreon.com forward slash shorts were short your support for the podcast is appreciated if the shorts weren't short we don't talk about it Where do you stand on on the shade of green? Because looking at what I'm looking at, up until about the early 90s, the green tended to be the lighter green. The, the first time I saw a Plymouth kid and thought, wow, that's different, was on their run to the 84 FA Cup semi-finals. It was a green uh, green top uh, with black pinstripes, black shorts with green trim on the sides. It's a lighter green, but looking at the kits of the 21st century Plymouth, they tend to be a darker green. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind either. To be honest, I remember that kit well. I remember the cup semi-final well, as you'd expect. I, I like the current kit actually, not not the third kit, not the, uh, the the second green kit, which seems to be a bit of an abomination, really. Interestingly, there's debate on the some of the forums, internet forums at the moment about whether uh, the kit is too dark for the players to be able to see each other. Right. I, I think it's quite amusing. The Tuesday night performances at home have not been particularly good in recent years. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, let's blame the kit. You won't blame the players or the manager. Let's just blame the kit. It's too dark. Another another strip that you've mentioned, and this is this is a strip that certainly everyone will remember, uh, West Ham's away kit from the 60s, 70s, the light blue number with two claret bands, which the club revived after Bobby Moore's passing in 93 and again an all-time classic partly because it looks great but also because it was worn for so long and it's a it's a it's a strip that right away you do associate with West Ham 
Yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, I lived in Devon for seven or eight years. The family's from Essex and, and, and our West Ham supporters. Most of the family of West Ham first and Plymouth second, apart from me, because I'm a contrary, what's it? So I'm Plymouth first and passing allegiance to West Ham. But I remember my brother having that shirt, actually, and it was just very, very cool. I don't know that replica shirts were particularly widely worn back in the late 60s like they are today. Yeah, I think it starts to happen with Admiral, doesn't it, in the mid-70s? It's when you first start to see these these kits becoming available. As a Plymouth fan, as a, as a fan of a lower league team, how, how did that work for you? Were there Plymouth replica kits available in the in the 70s? Yes, there were. I uh, I didn't have many of them at all. I, I did have the green and black stripes, which was my favourite. Okay. I used to um, I used to wear that. Uh, down the park when I was, we were playing football with my mates. I'd have been about, I don't know, 12 years old, I suppose. Did they have trouble picking um, you out when you were wearing that kit on, <laughs> in the park? <laughs> I just didn't think they wanted to pass me, <laughs> right. to be honest. But yeah, I, 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 I doubt it. Yeah, I've not really been a big one for, for replica shirts personally, but, you know, each to their own. Your final choice is the Dutch kit of the 1974 World Cup, that distinctive orange shirt with a black pipe in. I'm always envious of anyone who can, who, who was old enough to, to have watched that 74 World Cup. And I can only begin to imagine what it must have been like seeing this new team that was new to most audiences although you know Ajax and Feyenoord their their exploits in the European Cup some of the players would have been known but not the Dutch national team the chance to witness them playing that that summer and in that distinctive kit it's clear that with your choice of kits you've gone for some very distinctive looking kits some some striking kits that designs which not many other teams have worn yeah i i i guess um I mean, the, the Holland team in 74 and to a lesser extent, 78, they were still a great side. I mean, they, they were the talk of the playground. You know, they, they were playing football that no one had ever seen before, really. You know, Brazil played fantastic football in the 1970 World Cup, some of the best football ever played. But there was something about the Dutch team, their swagger and their flair and just their their, their skill levels and, you know, the Cruyff turn and just all these fantastic players who just blew everyone away, really. And that kit to match, you know, I mean, what's not to love, really? So, yeah, two very disappointing nights when they lost successive World Cup finals. Great memories, though. My last request was a trickier one for you, which was what might your favourite comic strip football kit be. and obviously you, you, you pointed out uh, reasonably that most of the strips were black and white so it's not an easy choice I think you, you opt for a, a hot shot Hamish strip if I remember rightly yeah I mean you know the, this, the, because the strips were, were in black and white the kind of you didn't really know what they were in a way if that makes sense I mean uh, you know lots of stripes but you can't tell whether they're blue stripes red stripes green stripes whatever but um, yeah, I think the hot shot Hamish one was um, was that the black and red hoops. Yeah, I think you uh, yeah. referenced a similar to QPR away, maybe of the last That's sort of right. twenty twenty five years. Yeah, I mean, I like I do like the Nipper Lawrence is probably guess is my all time favourite comic character, and they play in a, a a black and white stripe kit, which is pretty iconic. So yeah, 
um, the fact that they were drawn in black and white, I think, makes them more memorable. The strips sometimes the the, the, the reproduction of the color wasn't great, and there's illustrations of that in this book of color strips where the colors don't really work. So yeah, that would be my favorite probably. The, the Hotshot Hamish was a great character because it was such a funny story. Thank you for your time, Adam. I appreciate you sharing your favourite kits with us. Thank you to Adam Riches. Football's comic book heroes published by Mainstream Publishing is available via Amazon and eBay and might still be available via your local bookshops. It's a terrific read if, like me, you grew up reading these football strips every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be another Classic Kits 1954 to 92 out shortly. Quite a few of these being set up and recorded now and they'll be part of a steady flow of Patreon exclusive content. Sign up for your season ticket at patreon.com forward slash shorts were short the podcast can be followed on both twitter and instagram at shorts were short and facebook.com forward slash shorts were short if you want to join the group page please do if you want to drop the show an email you can get me at shorts were short at 1607westegg.com all my work is at danielruizteisen.com thank you for your time the artwork is by tom hadfield the music is 80s synth pop by toto cyberspace I've been Daniel Ruiz-Tyson. This has been When Shorts Were Short. If the shorts weren't short, we don't talk about it.